0: Every Saturday is Catterday on Echoplex Media, and not only are we posting fucking cats, we invite all content creators to join our open panel. Visit echoplexmedia.com/panel to learn how to join. Every third Saturday is Operation Catterday, where we cover this week and last year and play the best clips from the cast of Conspiracy Characters that Now Space has learned to loathe. The show starts at 8 p.m. Pacific at twitchtv Media. Find our full schedule at ecoplexmedia.com. Don't,
1: don't, don't forget to follow
2: us on social media for beautiful food and inspiration.
3: Ballot. We do the show live every Tuesday, seven thirty PM Pacific, right here on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash media Support this project at patreon.com slash or just go to our website, echoplexmedia.com and click the support tab. Tons of other ways to support the project. I am producer Dave, and you can find me on Grinder if you live within a certain distance of me.
4: And this is the Councilman. Uh, you can find me at T H E underscore Councilman on Twitter if you don't live within a certain distance of me. And if you do live within a certain distance of me, I'm so very sorry about that smell. <laughs> I'll explain what it is later. Anyway, welcome to Down Ballot. We're really excited to be here tonight. It's a very exciting night in San Jose. We're about to have a new council member within the next few hours, frankly. Uh, they're going to be appointing someone so uh, to fill the district eight seat. So we'll get to that later. But uh really excited about the docket tonight and getting started and seeing you, Producer Dave, as always.
3: Great, great. Well, let's get right to it. We got leading off residents react to a police raid in East San Jose so i'm sure this will be uh, you know normal normal reactions no racism none zero racism
5: tonight of a police sting in East San Jose neighbors say the situation was getting out of hand with suspicious activity happening during all hours of the night tonight the swat team arrived here's NBC Bay Area Stephanie Magallon
6: san jose police have not confirmed what exactly happened but they do tell us it involved their special operations team and there was no threat to public safety now viewers tell us they believe this was an underground casino bust a frantic night some neighbors say they knew was coming
3: oh shit that looks like the studio morning. <laughs> all them lights shit oh no my neighbors are gonna think we're oh, running no, a they're fucking coming for casino. you bro
6: they're
3: gonna the- think we're running a casino out of here 24/7,
6: the, the labor room light I'm like, oh, something's going on over there? An East San Jose family too scared to show their faces on camera say they weren't surprised when they saw this happening on their street a police operation with masked agents, evidence bags, and officers going in and out of a garage with disco-looking lights. It looked like gambling machines. They had quite a few people arrested on the curb, too. Neighbors say the suspicious activity began four months ago when the new owners moved in.
7: seemed like a normal family
8: moving in.
6: Police have not revealed the reason for the raid, nor have they confirmed if any arrests were made. They say it's all part of a special investigation there's no threat to public safety
1: we knew something was suspect and uh, so you know this was the evidence that there was something and we're glad that the police department uh you know handled it
6: in san jose stephanie magallon NBC bay area news
3: so actually there was no racism in that report
4: no no racism i mean that's because they talked to people from the neighborhood right and they're like well shit i mean this kind of shit happens all the time this is you know this is where we live um but yeah, if they talked to like, you know, the man or woman on the street or person on the street in Willow Glen, right, they would have gotten a different response. Um, well, that sounds like the east side to me. I mean, that's where all them you <laughs> know, gang members, that's where them gang members live. All them cruising low rider gang members. Um, yeah, and that's just the folks out the Italian guys outside of Pete's on an average like Tuesday morning.
3: That kind of sucks, though, because now I think people are going to assume that I'm going to run running a gambling uh, ring out of here.
4: It's entirely possible. They The neighbors have to suspect something, right? I mean, there's people coming and going at all hours. There's music, you know, playing and uh, smoke emanating from the windows and all sorts of all manner of shit is happening. Um, and there's lights. Luckily there's enough, light. they, luckily enough light they can't coming.
3: actually see the people coming in and out via Video Ninja at all hours. So, uh, uh true, true. Um, but yeah, you know, there's a red light, you know, in the, in the
4: garage, you know, at all hours. Um, so, you know, the, the ones, when something finally does happen, right, and you do, I'm just waiting for the moment when I just see cops, like, swarm the video on your end, but, um, when it does happen, you know, your neighbors will f- for sure say, you know, they seem like it's such nice people. They kept it themselves. Um, they, you know, they were just normal neighbors, um, so I never suspected anything was going on, although there was a really suspicious red light going on about 11 o'clock every night.
3: <laughs> yeah, there'll be, like, video of the police confiscating the disco ball. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh
4: anyway uh but yeah so just another you know uh ho-hum story unfortunately um i, I want to see more raids on the west side i want to see some some people in willow Glen in the rose garden get their heads cracked and open on the sidewalk by the police not like that's going to happen but boy can dream very unlikely very unlikely anyway um should we go on to to winners and and elon musk
3: <coughs> yeah elon uh was uh we were talking, I talked a little bit about it on, um, our tech show that actually comes out tomorrow. That'll be yesterday when this podcast comes out anyway, whatever we talked about it on how the tech are you? And, uh, my, my take on this is that Elon doesn't understand that you can't just post through it actually. When you're, uh, mm-hmm. when you're on the stand in a court of law, <laughs> you can't just keep posting tweets to, to get out of the tweets that you posted. Yeah. You can't just post through it. It's uh, a, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know if you know what the, that's like a, like a meme on Twitter. It's basically if somebody does something real dumb, they just, instead of like going oops and then like saying they're sorry, they just keep tweeting whatever dumb shit they were tweeting and that's called posting through it. Interesting.
4: They own, they like not nearly own it. They just sort of roll with it.
3: They not only own it, they like repurchase it. it. They, They, they own it several times. But here is um, here's uh. We just got three clips. They're all the titles of the clips are all fairly similar, but I do think we have uh, at least two different media organizations uh, doing a reporting on this. I'm curious to see what the local news has to say about this. Exciting. For all of the complexities of a securities
5: fraud case, this is also about a series of tweets and what Elon Musk was thinking when he sent them. Now. First, a little bit about what Elon Musk was thinking today because he told the court, it was not that far into his testimony. He looked uncomfortable for a few moments and then he told the room he was suffering from back pain and he apologized saying, quote, I did not sleep well last night, I am not at my best. As for the four hours of questioning, most of it came from shareholder attorney Nicholas Porat, who suggested the plan to take Tesla public wasn't enough of a plan to justify the tweets. He pointed to an unconventional proposal, questions from other members of Tesla leadership, and a lack of signed documents from the supposed investor, the Saudi Public Investment Fund. Now, Musk, as on Friday, He pushed back and then he got to take some questions from his defense attorneys. He says the Saudis are not ones to put everything in writing. His SpaceX stock was also potential funding and unconventional business deals are the way he works. In as many words, he told the jury that he thought he had the funding secured when he told the world that he did, even though he ultimately did not remember. The plaintiffs need to convince the jury that the tweets were deceptive and cost the investors their money. Lastly, 420 came up again today. (laughs) Musk was asked if that number was a joke and he insisted it was an accurate approximation of a potential price. He then acknowledged that the number has a certain karma about it and one could question whether that karma is good or bad. He will be back on the witness stand tomorrow morning.
4: <laughs> this reporter can barely hold it together without laughing at that that last part.
3: This is this is great. I wish this was like like recorded like the Alex Jones trial because it's probably amazing to watch. Yeah, this. I'm
4: not really feeling the the court reenactment sketches just because it just, just doesn't even look like Elon Musk. It's I all mean, th- that
3: the sketches are all. Not, they're kind of funny though.
4: Yeah, they are really funny, but they don't look like anything like the that person. Like that does not look like Elon Musk right there. I would not peg that. I, I mean, I wouldn't peg it as really anyone. Just random white dude.
3: Well, I mean, whatever. Like that. The point is, <clears throat> the point is to dramatize it more than it is to like give you an accurate portrayal of like not oh, supposed to course. be a portrait. They're they're oh, drawing these things. Actually, they're drawing these things rather quickly. Yeah, you have to be right. Um,
4: so yeah, and they're doing it live right there in the courtroom. Just yeah, it's 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 pretty impressive. I have to admit. Everyone's an art critic these days. Exactly. I want to see more abstract. I want to know what the artist was feeling in the courtroom. What was the
3: vibe? Where's the aura? So here's uh, from a different outlet. I believe this is a KPIX five CBS affiliate. And let's see what they have to say about
7: this. Let's see if the clip works. Musk, he's in the hot seat today as his securities oh, fraud trial in San Francisco took shape. Wilson Walker was there as Musk took the stand to defend a tweet.
3: Oh no, same same news outlet. Elon
5: Musk today only
3: he didn't uh-huh. hear
5: until 1:30. Court wraps up at two, but just those 30 minutes got right to the central question in this case: what was going on in the mind of Elon Musk? Now, right away. Shareholder attorney Nicholas Porritt questioned Musk about his relationship with Twitter, how he uses it for corporate messaging, how he sparked controversy, namely the Thailand cave rescue incident, and how close associates even asked Musk to step away from tweeting, but Musk pushed back. He says his tweets do not directly affect things like changing stock prices, and he described the years around 2018 as being, quote, extremely painful, unquote, given how hard he was working at Tesla. He almost seemed to convey a kind of physical exhaustion, describing that time, complaining about short sellers and people he says were trying to kill the auto company. So where is all of this discussion going? Well, a judge has already ruled that the so-called 420 tweet, when Musk said he had secured funding to take Tesla private, was false and misleading, but the plaintiffs need to convince a jury that it was the tweet that cost them their money. That's why the previous witnesses included angry Tesla investors and a business expert who described the whole situation as highly unusual. Lastly, Elon Musk has appeared in court before. We know he's willing to wrangle with attorneys. And we saw a bit of that today, questioning the premise of questions, throwing out some quips, even laughing a little bit. It was an interesting prelude to what will come on Monday.
3: Oh, this, guy's, <clears throat> this guy's so cooked. like if if the if the jury thinks that he's trying to play them then he's fucked mm. what's the what are the consequences
4: if he was like legitimately joking right like he could just play this like oh i was just having fun 420 ha 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 like is, is he still
3: do, do you think he's still uh you know uh sorry vulnerable to the, this suit I mean, he can make whatever claim he wants about the reason that he did it. This is about like what he did and what the consequences of it were, right? Not whether or, how, how not, it, he, whether or not he believed he was kidding.
4: How it's interpreted, right? Same with Trump, right? S- similar kind of thing, right? He can talk about going to get, or shooting someone on Fifth Avenue, right? Um, but it doesn't really matter if it's a joke or not.
3: So, I mean, the, the stakes here are obviously money, but yeah. this is, they, I mean, it's not likely, but it could also be ruled that he can no longer be on the board of any company. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think that's likely sure. um, because we don't really punish anyone who has his kind of money, power, and influence in this country. But it's possible yeah. that that could be okay. one of the st- like the stipulations of the ruling or whatever.
4: Yeah, if he's found guilty, right? Or if he decides to take a settlement of some sort, that could be part of the, uh,
3: the well. settlement. Well, I mean I'm sure he was offered a, offered settlements already that he rejected right because the new yeah in, like, in, in all these kinds of cases people are offered settlements
4: oh 100 percent, and he's been offered something by now I'm sure um, it goes it goes back and forth um, it all depends on how the the courtroom trial progresses right and up until the point where a jury makes a ver- you know issues a verdict, there's opportunity to to cut a deal so um we'll see we'll see how it goes and if he's looking like he's gonna eat a dick, then his lawyers will advise him to not eat a dick.
3: <laughs> but we'll, we'll see.
4: So it looks like we although got one a, more. Although p- eating a dick may, may be very
3: pleasurable to some folks. So it looks like we got one more here. This is uh, <clears throat> again from uh, KPIX5. And uh, we get to look at more of these, uh, more of these drawings.
8: Very nice.
7: Witness Dan in the lawsuit accusing him of costing investors millions. Good evening, I'm Elizabeth Cook. And
8: I'm Ryan Yamamoto, the Tesla and Twitter CEO appeared in a San Francisco courtroom today for part one of his testimony. Musk is accused of securities fraud over a 2018 tweet that falsely claimed he had secured funding to take Tesla private. He defended his actions today, testifying that just because he says something, it doesn't mean people will believe him or act on it.
7: Yeah, some complicated legal- The Fox
3: News defense. (laughs)
7: It's like actually mm-hmm. nobody mm-hmm. takes
3: this seriously. What are you talking about? Yep. The Alex Jones. Alex Jones tried that shit too. Oh, for sure.
7: At play during this trial, here to help us break it all down is Bay Area criminal defense attorney Tony Brass. Thank you so much for joining us, Tony
4: Brass. A
7: little insight into
4: Bay Area, what Area laws defense Musk attorney
7: is officially accused of violating here.
1: Well, w- what the federal law wants to do, the the intent is to protect investors. From being manipulated. Look at this guy. Investors, when they look at the money they put into a company, the stock they've bought, they are constantly analyzing the value of that stock by what is happening with the company. Is the company going to invent a new car? Are they going to invent new technology? How are they moving forward? What is my stock? What is going to happen with my stock in the future? So what he's accused of doing is manipulating the market by Getting, giving the impression to investors that he's going to take Tesla. I know Tesla has gone sort of back and forth. So he's now, he gave the impression in 2018 that he was going to take Tesla private and that impacts the value of the stock that people were holding at the time.
7: So part of Elon Musk's defense essentially boils down to this. He's saying what I said was untrue, but I thought it was true when I said it. So is that really a valid legal argument?
1: Yeah, I think his defense actually breaks down into two parts. There's the, I thought it was true when I said it. I have the funding, I have the information that tells me I can afford to do this and I intend to do it. And then I guess he's going to say, well, that information was incorrect. I was under a misapprehension at the time. That is, uh, that is a, a valid legal defense. But it also seems like what he's saying is that when I communicate via Twitter with a character limit, you can't take that information seriously and base your investment strategy on that. And, and almost with the joke about 420, he's trying to say like, well, what I say on Twitter might be utter nonsense. But that's, you know, that's very difficult to, to accept because he's not just, a, he's a brand name unto himself. And he's clearly invested in his own credibility his own reputation and in when he, when he talks about the future of the company he owns the company he's so closely associated with that that what he says has meaning and investors absolutely are going to rely on that
7: yeah i mean let's go back to the credibility part of this because the tweet at the center of this case includes a reference to marijuana as you mentioned today must testified that he did that to amuse his girlfriend do you see, think his seemingly <laughs> impulsive approach to major business decisions could have any impact on the outcome here?
1: Well, I think this, uh, the, the real question is, are people going to think he's just making up whatever he can uh, to get out of criminal liability here? And the, the truth is, is that being reckless does establish liability mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. case. So, so you it, it's not just that you began with the intent to defraud. But if you were reckless in misleading people, you can also have liability. And so saying that he's making a joke on Twitter, a joke that nobody seems to be in on, uh, and you know, we, are, we all text every day, we text things sarcastically, we are all experts in how to mark our written words that we're kidding, that we're joking with emojis and, and, and other things. You know, this, this really doesn't seem to have any of those uh, indications.
7: Yeah, it's a little different when you're Elon Musk and you're tweeting about Twitter, which is a very, or Tesla, which is a very powerful company right now.
1: And, he, and he's also invested in the credibility of Twitter. Right. So, so to, to, it's, it's a hard sell, mm-hmm. at least from, from my point of view, without being involved in the case directly. It is a, it is a very hard sell that he just jokes like this when it comes to money. Like so many people say, I never joke about money. I don't think he's someone who does either.
7: All right, Tony Brass, thank you so much for joining us. Well, stay long.
3: I think Elon Musk is pretty glad he didn't defraud that defense attorney. That's all I'm saying. Right. Uh, I I think
4: it's uh, amusing that this all could have been avoided with an emoji, with an, an emote, like a little, smile, a little smiley face, little little, I don't know, jovial, uh, laughing, crying face, right, on that tweet, and all would have been forgiven. No, no, no punishable offense. He was joking, Um, but no. Uh, Then again, as I'm watching this, I'm thinking, I mean, how many followers does the guy have? Like millions? Yeah. Right? At, At that point, like, I, I struggle with you know i i if i put a typo in an email that i sent in like a newsletter that i send to 200 people right i freak the fuck out right i'm like oh god damn it there's a typo those 200 people are going to be so fucking, you know offended um
3: or these people will think followed, i'm
4: stupid or that i can't write they'll think i'm dumb or i can't write right i can't do my job or, or the worse yet if it's for like a client right and my client looks bad um, but no, this guy's got millions of followers, right? If I had millions of followers, I would pretty well understand the power of every single word that I put out there, right? Every single thing you say, you know, t- even Trump understands that to some extent, right? Because he, uh, it's not, I don't, I think he's unhinged to be sure, but he's also, he knows, he knows what elicits a response. He knows how to use the mediums that he uses, um, so if you've got millions of followers, you have to know w- w- how people are going to react. And I, I'll give you that Elon Musk is definitely on the spectrum somewhere. Um, but at the same time, like it, 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 you've got to be more careful with well, how you put yourself out there. You're just going to get yourself in trouble eventually And his hand, Unfortunately, whoever his handlers are, if he hasn't, have just let him down completely.
3: That's that's what I'm saying. There was a previous, uh, judgment. I don't know if it was after this or before this where, his tweets about the company had to be uh, like run past the board or something. I forget what the exact terms were, and I forget what the date was. I think it was before this, though. And it just seems like he's ignoring that. The thing, the thing is, like <clears throat> what he, what I would do in his situation is the Tesla account would be the only thing tweeting about Tesla. I would have a media team doing that. And then I would tweet about things that aren't Tesla, or anything involving my business.
4: Yeah, like here, here I am skydiving. Here is me eating a, a hot dog at Pink's. Right, like just get get out of your own space.
3: But this guy, I think this guy's
4: just like an egomaniac. and I think he. Oh, he can't get it. Yeah, he can't get out of his own way. Absolutely.
3: And I, th- I think he just like believes that that he is like a different, like that that the rules should be different for him because he's Elon Musk. And I think he's sure. going to start fine. I think this is going to be the year that he finds out that that's not the case. Oh my
4: goodness. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see how this pans out for him. Unfortunately, like, yeah, the thing about ego and hubris is that you can go too far and you can fly close to the sun and all those all the all the idioms and all the metaphors um, I'm also getting word from the Goodwife via the whole text feature on my phone and computer that uh, uh there's some shit going down at the district eight appointment uh, meeting apparently uh, we'll get to that in a little bit but uh but,
3: yeah we'll get to uh, that we'll get to that during the post game uh, sure there's, uh, there's some drama make sure you subscribe to our patreon patreon.com/ Ecoplex if you're listening to this and you want to get to our take on that. Hopefully, maybe the good wife is being a uh, 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 even better wife and giving you some timestamps. Anyway, we're gonna move on to get your shit together. And this time, it's the Altamont Com- Commuter Express. We did a post last week, or we did a post, we did a story last week about how um, a mudslide uh, stopped one of the trains. It looks like that happened again. Um, yep. I'm not sure this is a get your shit together, Ace, though, because I mean, I I don't know. Like, what are they supposed to do? Anyway, let's see what let's see what's happening with the. Uh, with the, with the slide that stopped the train this week.
8: Altamont Corridor Express trains all have been canceled today. Ace officials stopped train routes this morning. After that, that mudslide blocked the train tracks in Niles Canyon. The recent storm saturated the hills above the tracks, loosening soil and rocks. One passenger told us when the train came to a sudden stop, it was just a scary moment for everyone on board.
0: We just heard this loud sound and, you know, like a jolt. It was really very shade um, I just started taking train about uh, a year ago so it was I've never seen that before I thought the the tree was
2: gonna hit the window and break it so I had to duck I had to go
0: on the floor just to make sure (laughs) it was it was scary bikes
7: flying all over the place and then I flew into the table and I hit the table that train stopped in Niles Canyon near Fremont, the same spot where yesterday another landslide forced another Ace train to stop on the tracks.
1: Yeah, it's- <laughs> it still comes down.
8: That was a scary moment indeed. 223 passengers were on board the train today, along with three crew members. Ace officials still making a decision about the morning commute. And today's canceled service for Ace Rail is certainly going to shake up the evening commute. Traffic reporter Gianna Franco tells us what to expect.
6: With Ace Rail being canceled today, you are likely going to see busier than usual conditions out on the freeways, especially any routes along 580 through the Altamont connecting onto 680 and even from 680 over into the South Bay. Maybe you're heading into Milpitas if that's where your commute takes you or over towards Fremont. So 580, 680 would be your alternates for that portion of the commute, but expect extra busier than usual conditions because more people will likely be on the freeways. You can also use Capital Corridor as an alternate to Ace Rail
7: all right, joining us live now is ace train head of marketing David LaPerry. David, thanks so much for joining us. Should commuters expect for ace to be closed mm-hmm. for the rest of the week? What's the timeline looking at looking like?
9: Yeah, right now, Union Pacific who owns and uh, dispatches the track uh, where the mudslide occurred is currently on site, clearing the site as well as inspecting the track. Uh, once they're done uh, with the clock work, they'll give us the The word on whether or not we'll have service tomorrow.
7: So, this gets kind of confusing, David, because ACE doesn't actually own the tracks where all this is happening. They belong to Union Pacific, but the call to run the trains is all up to ACE. So, what goes into making these decisions on how the mess is cleaned up and what happens to passengers?
9: Well, absolutely. When when something like this occurs, the the first call goes out to Union Pacific to dispatch crews to the site. Uh, for cleanup and inspection work Uh, we cannot operate on the tracks unless union pacific gives us authority to do so Uh, but certainly we're in close coordination with them as to the health of the tracks the health of the corridor as well as the safety aspects uh, of the corridor itself so certainly we're in close contact now uh, and trying to determine what's best for the ace service and and what will it look like for us to operate trains uh if any tomorrow
7: all right. Well, I gotta ask the obvious question here, David, because yesterday there was a landslide in the exact same spot. You guys knew that the area was vulnerable to landslides given our recent storms. Any question as to why they continued to run trains today, knowing that that area was prone to mudslides?
9: Well, it's a great question. I mean, we ran two trains through that corridor yesterday afternoon without incident. Uh, as well as Union Pacific ran an additional uh, piece of equipment through there in the evening time uh, as a precaution to see whether there were any unstable portions and and all was clear. So we were given the go ahead to operate uh, this morning and didn't anticipate uh, having another slide. Uh, now, unfortunately, another slide did occur. And so I think the the conversation that, that you're starting here is the conversation that we're having with Union Pacific now, which is, you know, how do we ensure that we're going to have a successful operation uh, going forward,
7: right? Because the ground is still soft and it's going to be like that for the next couple of weeks, just because we got so much rain. Are there any plans for mitigation to prevent future mudslides? Anything you can do in that area?
9: Well, really, I think the 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 plans for for stabilizing, you know, in Niles Canyon and in the right of way is going to be up to Union Pacific. It's their their tracks, their right of way. Certainly, we. Uh, we'll be talking to them about that, but ultimately, mm-hmm. that's their decision.
7: All right, David, thank you so much for joining us and for that uh, valuable information. There. Thank you. We'll stay with CBS News Bay Area for continuing coverage on ACE Rail, or
3: with Down ballot.
4: Thank you for giving us the company line. We appreciate that very much, David. Oh, how very nice! It 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 makes me a little envious. He's probably getting big bucks for that. I don't I don't make the big bucks. I do similar work. But, you know, I have to I have to respect game. Um, Yeah, very, very interesting. Um, you'd, you'd think that they would figure this shit out before they kept sending trains and equipment through there. Well, it sounds um, like, like well, they we... did. I mean, how are you going to predict a landslide? I know, right? It's 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 hard. It's hard. But they're like, well, we got two, three trains through there. So we figured it was fine. Like you need to do a little bit more research and 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 due diligence i'm sure could have helped as well i mean your you are it's a struggle cuz you've got passengers you've got you know the beast to feed you got to get things trains rolling um but uh, at the same time you got to make sure people are safe cuz the more this this happens again and that's like fool me once okay fool me twice what was it <laughs> fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me
3: so anyway, we're going no to uh, we're gonna move on to down ballot watch. It looks like we have the Oakland Ooh. police uh, chief requests reinstatement. Do you have a little background on this story? Because I don't think we've talked too much about this on the show.
4: Oh, I don't know. I forgot if we had gotten to the initial story last week. So um, uh, not really out of the clear blue sky, I suppose, but um, pretty abruptly this past week, the Oakland police chief was put on administrative leave and uh, it stems from uh, some disciplinary actions that have not been taken against uh, OPD officers who have been involved in uh, shenanigans and malfeasance of some sorts. Um, so apparently, uh, because the, the department itself is under uh, federal oversight, um, and the city has uh, long been plagued by distrust of its its PD, apparently the mayor and uh, the city decided that they would take this step um and now the chief is uh sort of making his case for getting reinstated so there you go that's your backstory
10: i should
5: be the chief of police i should remain in my position and i did nothing wrong
0: in a plea to keep his job, Oakland Police Chief Laurent Armstrong, joined by his attorney, is adamant he followed policy despite an independent law firm report that accuses him of not properly investigating or disciplining officers for misconduct. One officer was allegedly involved in a hit and run in San Francisco and then later fired his duty weapon inside an elevator in police headquarters.
5: Whoa! The department has changed.
0: This department is not engaged in misconduct
5: and this department does have the ability to investigate itself, but we will never be a department where officers don't make mistakes.
0: Mayor Shengtiao placed Armstrong on leave last week following the report that Armstrong says is filled with errors. He says in both cases the officer was disciplined. Instead of blaming Mayor Tao, Armstrong is accusing the federal monitor who oversees the department, Robert Warshaw, for acting in self-interest for financial gain.
5: Uh, this, to me, mm. clearly mm. is a last-ditch effort uh, to destroy the credibility of me, destroy the credibility of this department, and to make the community believe that, again, OPD is involved in some shady business.
0: After 20 years, federal oversight of the department is set to end in June, but now that's being called into question. Councilmember Noel Gallo agrees the federal monitor is operating for his own benefit.
8: I've been through 10 police chiefs already and it's been the monitor that keeps making uh, one reason after another like they did this one
0: uh, to keep themselves employed. Civil rights attorney John Burris has worked with the federal monitor for a decade and disputes claims the monitor is acting for self gain. We work with him extensively and very closely. I have nothing but the highest respect for him
4: uh, and that I know that he makes good decisions. Don't always agree.
0: Former city council member and mayoral candidate Lauren Taylor believes there's not enough evidence in the report to put the chief on leave and says if he was mayored, the chief would still be working.
1: That is undermining his credibility. And
0: whether or not you say it's punitive, it ends up being that way. It is significant harm that is imposed. No timeline has been given on how long the investigation will take. In Oakland, Felina Jones, NBC Bay Area News.
3: So if you didn't discipline this dude who was in a hit and run, and it was the same dude that then fired his gun in the elevator at the fucking police station, is that right? Mm-hmm. That sounds like what what happened
4: apparently. I mean, discharge his weapon could mean a lot of things, right? It could be an accidental, it could mean... He was just shooting it in the sky, like, you know, inebriated whatever, I don't know. Um, but you I imagine they would have specified that. Um so there, there might have been some anger behind the, the discharge of the weapon, who knows? Um we shall find out more about this. It's it's definitely gonna unravel. Um but on down ballot, you know, how long have we been doing this show? Since what, 2018, 19? I think I forget, 18. honestly. Eighteen. Yeah. So in those Interview in those five years we've been doing the show. Well, we're coming up on year anniversary. Holy schnoikies! Um, we've covered, I think, like Councilman Gallo I think we've covered like three different Oakland police chiefs in five years. So, um, there was the uh, I'm forgetting the lady's name who was the chief for a little while, the nice old white lady, um, who got ousted by the police commission, right. And sh- she won a lawsuit against the city for wrongful, <laughs> wrongful uh, release or, or uh, wrongful termination. So it's very possible that this dude also, uh, if he ends up terminated permanently, um, has a very good case. He probably has a good case right now just for defamation and um, you know harm to his career, even if he is reinstated. Uh, so I would not want to be the city right now. They're not looking very good on the, the police front in general.
3: So uh, for next story, we're going to stay in Oakland. It looks like uh, there's they did they renovated 19th Street, uh, part station in Oakland. It looks like there was a ceremony with what they're calling dignitaries. Was there an on Was there an envoy from Greece? Like <laughs> <laughs> they were having a state dinner.
4: I believe they were eating uh, steak.
3: Anyway, let's see what let's see what let's see what's going on here. That that station let's was in desperate need of some work, so it's good that they uh that they got they did it's, some work on it. There's some new lights.
11: It's taken seven years just to complete the upgrades to the 19th Street station here in Oakland. But now that that's finished, the question is, what will it really take to get riders back to the transit system? It feels like ages since BART stations looked like this. Now, even after the pandemic, ridership on the trains is only still a pandemic. ...of normal. <laughs> So, transit officials gathered at Oakland's 19th Street Station to celebrate the completion of a renovation project a long time coming.
0: This goes way back to 2000. uh, Barbara Lee. Uh, I like her. This is 2020. I love her.
11: But we made it, and it's because all of you here. The station has been opened up with lots of walls and obstructions removed. Lighting has been improved, and glass now replaces the old brick barriers. Ooh. A new bathroom with an attendant has been added, as well as a second elevator. A bathroom attendant? The colorful artwork now graces some of the staircases.
8: Ooh, public this art. This is a refurbishment of a 50-year-old station that needed to have a serious renewal.
11: But what they're really hoping for is a renewal of enthusiasm for riding the system. State Senator Nancy Skinner summed up the problem.
6: If our transit is not functioning well, and if it doesn't, if it doesn't feel good to go to the stations, then the ridership goes down. The fact
11: is, riding BART hasn't felt good for a long time. Riders have complained for years that the cars are dirty, smell bad, and are some due to everything from driver sick-outs to equipment breakdowns. District Director Robert Rayburn acknowledges the
8: current feeling in the community. It's negative. It's negative. And we're doing everything we can to change that because we're... We have changed with the new train cars, with the refurbishment of the train system, with how we police the system. And those are all elements of making our passengers welcome to come back. But
11: Edward Innocencio says he has seen real improvement since the days when the cars felt like they were falling apart.
10: They did say that before, but now they old. You know, Saying it's nice and everything, you know, because especially the train ride smooth, you know, it's that loudest as before. You know. So they've done better. Done better,
11: yes, exactly. BART officials say safety is the main concern of riders, and Jim Molina Page says he's seen all kinds of drug use on his commute to his evening job, but he thinks that may be the problem that is out of BART's
9: control. I think the bigger issues Like mental health and I think the bigger issues like what the city's doing that like part is just like a
11: side thing you know what I mean the biggest problem for public transit may lie with the public rather than the transit but it's still affecting the agency's Mm. reputation and it may take more than a ribbon-cutting of a seven-year-old project to turn things around
8: The 19th Street renovation cost taxpayers more than $70 million.
4: The only part of the project that they haven't finished yet is the installation of new gates.
3: That station needed work, so that's good.
4: $70 million for a new bathroom. Not bad. And new lighting, I guess. Oh, and public art. Don't forget public art.
3: I mean, that station, I don't know, even just what I saw there, I... I know when I lived in when I lived in the East Bay when I when I lived in Berkeley and in, in San Francisco and stuff that was like one of the most run down BART stations mm, and it just sure. what I even just what I saw there it just looks a lot better it's brighter it looks cleaner um so just, it it I mean I don't know just little things to make the system more inviting are probably pretty good and again that's seventy million dollars when you think of like. The amount of people that go through that station, even on a down year, that's just like, it's like pennies per passenger. Yeah, so I well, think absolutely. it was a deal. Th- absolutely.
4: And it, I, it just, it does make you think, and it made me think watching that clip, 50 years, it's, it's been more than 50 years we've had this system in place, right? Um, And it's, ne- it's never made a full circuit around the Bay. It never will. Um, But at least it's coming to San Jose finally. But 50 years later, it's un- It's unreal. It'll take another 10 years for it all to be realized so we're talking about 60 years the system will be in place before you see one passenger get on a bar train in downtown San Jose and that's a shame it, really it is. is a shame
3: it is but it's San Jose's fault it's like the it's like that's the politics of San Jose they people were literally yeah. calling it moakland they, they're calling it Mobile Oakland and we yeah. know what that's code for
4: racism yeah absolutely um but it, you know I guess better late than never it I should embrace it and you know what San Mateo County is never going to get Bart so fuck them or at least it's not going to get further south than Millbrae.
3: yeah that milbray station isn't that new and that station is in great condition that's another... yeah it's, a bit, it's one of the nicer nice. stations very easy to navigate very so well marked we're gonna probably we're gonna the pod will be a little shorter this week and we'll have some we'll have some post game um we'll consider whether or not to make the post game available for free I don't know do you deserve it who knows we do we do have and another thing. And again, when, when a break, when any car like is involved in any kind of accident, they just say a car crashed into a pool. But if it's a Tesla, they tell you specifically that it was a Tesla and I don't understand it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I think the local news must have it in for Elon Musk.
3: Maybe, I don't know, maybe they want you to know that this isn't one of the pores, who knows. Who knows? Right. Anyway, here's this local story about a car versus pool, and it seems like the pool won, and unfortunately, um, there was uh, a the, the passenger. Passenger didn't didn't survive the the incident.
2: And now to a developing story in the North Bay, where a woman died after crashing her Tesla into a backyard and into the pool. Investigators say she was not wearing a seatbelt, but now they're trying to figure out what caused her to swerve off the road. Today in the Bay's Alyssa Gord reports from San Rafael. Well, we don't know how fast that car was going, but CHP tells us the Tesla veered off of the road into that fence creating that hole and then careened across the backyard
4: a fence what, what hole i can't see a
2: shit. sight in san rafael <laughs> a crane lifting a 2019 tesla uh. out of a backyard pool pool water rushing out of the vehicle and i heard a loud like boom. The
3: panel gaps are fucked up
2: and um, yeah. i jumped up out of bed barbara Cuffner lives here saturday morning she says she heard what she thought was thunder and lightning and saw lights in her pool But it wasn't thunder or lightning. It was a Tesla. The CHP says a woman in her 70s was behind the wheel when, for unknown reasons, she veered to the right, crossing Bayview Road, crashing through the fence, plowing through the backyard and into Barbara's pool. I just called 911. Barbara said a friend was there at the time and tried to help. And he was trying to break the car to get the person out, but he couldn't. Paramedics arrived shortly after, but the woman died. No one else was hurt. CHP is waiting for a report from the coroner's office and data from the car. At this point, investigators don't think alcohol or drugs played a role in the crash, and they're not sure if the Tesla was in
1: autopilot. At this time, it's uh, still under investigation. We're not sure if any of that had played a role in this crash, but uh, everything will be looked at. Um, We'll be able to uh, download the information from the vehicle in
2: the meantime barbara is left with debris and damage all around her pool while she picks up the pieces she's feeling grateful that she her friend and her friend's dog were not in the backyard when the crash happened all three of us could have been out there at that time and we might not be alive right now you know it's, it's life's a tiny thing so that's you know we're grateful for that Alyssa gord today in the bay
3: so yeah any we don't know what happened there there's no way to know and you know i don't know was the car in driver assist mode i don't know fucking who knows i think i i dropped it on there because
4: you you did point out that uh there was a trend here um that uh, tesla's getting singled out right um if it was a honda or a, a toyota or a uh you know ford would it would they would not have said a ford you know drove into a a pool right just because it might have been an autopilot that's pretty much what it is right that's it's it's sexy it's it's something hot that they can get clicks for right um so i didn't click through it because it was the tesla story we saw this on the news live um did find it interesting the way they framed like you know, this woman and her friend and her friend's dog her, her boyfriend and her boyfriend's dog or her girlfriend and her girlfriend's dog were over um at the house uh, good for the dog i'm glad the dog's safe that's good to hear I'm very happy for them.
3: Yeah, I, like I said, we we just don't know and again, it's like a fucking Elon Musk brought to the extent that that the news is picking on him or whatever. He brought this on himself by saying that the car goes into autopilot. Mhm. Mhm. He could have just 100%. said advanced driver assist and I don't think any I don't think that this that that like people would then be asking ADA yeah did the car drive itself into the pool i don't think people would be asking that if he would have called it just a uh, driver you know advanced driver assist or whatever but probably not probably the, the not dude's a fucking uh, dude's a fucking engages in puffery they might say poofery he's a confabulator Poof. poofery <laughs> so um i don't know want to read the show out yeah uh well stick around for the
4: the post game we're going to Jump into the the San Jose City Council appointment process. Um, it looks like there was some shite going down uh, over at the council meeting live right here as we're laying it down here on Twitch and uh, recording it for you, our podcast listener and viewer. And uh, we really appreciate you showing up on a weekly basis to to check out our our little show here and to get a little bit of that local derp because all derp is local. So please keep coming back at 730 Pacific every Tuesday night, except when we're not on at 730 Pacific on a Tuesday night. And uh be sure to you know get vaccinated, wear a mask, pants are optional, and we hope you have a great evening. Peace out. <laughs>
10: To get the party started Pick up my phone just to check and see who's calling Dress up real nice for the ladies at the bar And I'm driving in my car just to get to where they are Here at the local scene is where I plant my feet It's where I smoke my cigarette and I hold my drink I look at all my friends, they're all blazing greens here at the front of the stage waiting for MTV Where all those guys who's standing next to me With pipe in his hand, ready to play for me About five minutes later we're all singing queen i the fuck up on stage it's been like the scene, yeah. We do what we want, and what we want is to jam. So sit back and enjoy the band. We do what we want, what we want to do, and what we want is to jam. So sit back and enjoy the band, enjoy that band. I turn and head back to the bar We're we feel man because you know where we are We're headed out to the car To smoke another one Whoa. And another one Whoa. Now just when the magic starts kicking in I hear we left playing and You know it's time to head in Alright everybody now it's time to grab a new drink Spark it if you got it and then pass it to me We do what we want And what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band. We do what we want, what we want to do. What we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band. Enjoy the band. The show tonight it's down and dirty at five so we're headed outside Just spark up another joint now who's got my lighter a stone a E of course shouldn't you be inside I'm all up in this bitch being who I gotta be I'm fucked up like the US economy the truth is is that I don't don't eat, e, take you on a psychedelic odyssey Now inside motherfuckers is rocking me And outside shit, we smoke a lot of broccoli Rocky roll, you all the sexy groovy jockin' we ain't too drunk to fuck, but don't probably do a slap We do what we want, what we wanna do And what we want is to jam So sit back and enjoy the band Dance band, enjoy the band, band We do what we want, what we wanna do and what we want is to jam. So sit back and enjoy the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All they say, do he like jamming? And he hope he like jamming too. Well, I gotta say, thank you, Bobby, too.
0: Media streams 7 days a week on twitch.tv/echoplexmedia with a variety of hosts and topics there's bound to be something you'll like or hate so much you can't stop watching it all times are pacific check out our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com